Good morning, everybody. God bless you all this morning. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. It's so good to be fellowshipping. Um, I haven't hugged very much for some time, but today I hugged a little bit more. I really love, I need hugging um, my brethren in, in the Lord. Um, it, it's, it's part of what the Bible says. Greet each other with, with a holy kiss. Uh, and we know we have this situation right now. We have to have that social distancing. But little by little, I hope that we will overcome this, this, this time, this situation. Amen? Um, I want to praise God that this week in my house, uh, three of my granddaughters received Jesus as their Savior. God is good. Uh, Ada, Emma, and Ariana. So, hallelujah. So I said, now... I'm not, I'm not only your grandfather, I'm, now I'm your brother in Christ. I'll see you in heaven. Amen. God is good. Well, before I went to Nicaragua as a missionary, God permitted me in one year before, uh, a little bit about a year before, in December 1974, to make a short three-day missionary trip to Dominican Republic. I didn't know anybody there, but that is a testimony in itself. I would take a long time to share you what happened in that trip. But uh, while I was uh, just a little bit before the trip, I was with, with my books from college. You know, I had like a little briefcase, but it, doesn't ha- it didn't have a handle. You had to, tra- had to carry it like this. Uh, I went to a Christian bookstore called Bethania, or Bethany. And that Christian bookstore, uh, when you went in, they had like a little hallway. And when I was going through that with, with my briefcase, I saw a $10 bill and a $1 bill fall upon my books. Let's see if I have a 10 bill. Yep, here it is. I saw this happen. I was with the books here, and suddenly, like that. And I was like, what in the world? What's going on here? And I went in, and uh, there was this guy over there, um, the one who was in the cash register, and I just was like dumbfounded. I said, hi. I can't from up. I can't from up. What's going on? He just said, praise the Lord. I remember that in my Bible, I had a $10 bill. So I opened the Bible, and it wasn't there. So God had taken that $10 bill, took it out, and then he put one additional bill. Never, 
ever happened before to me, never happened after. Believe me, sometimes I said, Lord, can you repeat it? You know? <laughs> uh, really, you know, sometimes um, I really need it for that to happen again. But there was no human explanation for that. It was a miracle. And it was a miracle with a purpose. It was a teaching miracle. God was wanting to teach me something. And it's that God is a God who provides. He put the money that I already had, he just took it out and put it back on my books, but he took one additional dollar and put it there, and God was telling me that he is a God who provides. In, 20, in 2021, we will see the hand of God that provides. Let's, uh, um, oh, and a miracle, you know, it's an extraordinary and a wonderful event that cannot be explained by the regular laws of nature that is attributed to the intervention of God or a supernatural being. You know something? This is the year in which we will see the miracle of God providing to his people. God made natural laws, but he's not submitted to the natural laws. And one of the miraculous manifestations of God is contained in one of his name, names, and in one of his names is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. Now, let's open our Bibles. You didn't bring your Bible? Next time, bring it. Genesis chapter 22. Somebody told me today uh, that she said, I, I don't have a Bible. I don't have a New Testament. I said, okay, next Sunday I'm going to bring you a New Testament to that person. Genesis chapter 22. And we're going to see verses 7 to 14. Genesis 22, verse 7 to uh, 14. And the word of God says, And Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Now, what, what is happening here? I think we all know the story in which uh, Abraham, I don't know if it was in his sleep or through a dream or praying to God or he was minding his own business, but suddenly God told him, I want you to offer me and sacrifice your only son, Isaac. Now, I don't know what went through his, his mind, his heart. Well, that's, that's uh, something that we can speak about maybe in another occasion. But the thing is that Abraham, he was willing to obey God even though it was against all of his feelings as a father. Which father would like to do something like that to his own son? So he went on the way. Now, his son... We're seeing that they had 
the fire and the wood, but where was the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. God will provide himself a lamb for, the, for a burnt offering. So they, both, they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. He was obeying God. He was doing what God told him to do. And when he was about to, to slay his son, verse 11, And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. You know, Abraham was, went there, prepared everything. It was impossible for him for not to see a ram right there where he was. thing is that God put the ram there. God provided the ram. And it's not that Abraham had the revelation that there was going to be a ram because Abraham did not know because he said that God would provide a lamb. A lamb is a young sheep. A ram is an old sheep who has big horns. So Abraham didn't know by revelation what was going to happen. Abraham was by faith doing what God told him to do. But Abraham said something. He said, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And he's spoken in faith. And I want to tell you, God will provide what you need in 2021. God will provide. And it says here that he took up the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place. What did he call it? Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. You know, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh means God is is a God who provides. This is not a trivial or a cliche phase, phrase. It is a reality in the kingdom of God. Sometimes we have challenges that require the Lord's miraculous intervention. <clears throat> and the year, this year, 
2021 will possibly be a year of economic and financial contraction in the world. In the world. But we are God's people. We are God's people. And God is not constrained or, or he's not submitted to any world economic contractions because God provides for his own. God has a super divine doctorate in supplying. He is the divine supplier, perfect and efficient. He knows how to supply. And if we as parents supply the needs of our family, how much more God to us or for us? Let's be asking God, not men, not women. If we're going to beg, let us beg to whom we should beg, and it's God who is the owner of all the silver and gold and everything else. Abraham believed God, and Abraham was obedient. Well, one of the conditions for us to see the provision of God is for us to walk in obedience. If you don't walk in obedience, you won't see. I, I hear a phrase the other day that my granddaughter told me. I have mullah. Mullah? How do you say it? Mullah? Mullah? Mullah. Well, I think it was Ada who said that. She was making these... Uh, these uh, dollar bills, but just, just, just drawn, and, drawn and cut into little papers and handing them around. And he said, I, I have mullah. You want mullah? <laughs> you know, God, we, we should ask God. We should beg God to provide to us. He will give us what we need. And the trust should be directed to the one who has the ability to fill our need. Let me repeat that. Our trust should be directed to the one who has the ability to fill our need. God provided the offering, the, the lamb, the, the ram for the offering. Now let's go to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings Chapter 17. Amen. And this is what the Word of God says. And Elisha the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before I whom, whom I stand, there shall not be dew, dew or, or, nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, and it's because Ahab and Jezebel were going to try to kill him, then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook. Okay, how do you pronounce that? 
Cherith, okay, Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. <coughs> and the ravens, excuse me, the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the, in the evening. And he drank from the brook. From the brook. That's how you pronounce it, brook? Brook, okay. So he did. He was obedient. He did according to the word of the Lord. If we're not obedient to God, if we don't obey God, or don't obey his word, if we don't live in, in holiness as if we should, it will be difficult for us to see the provision of God. There are some people who are not living right with God, and then they start saying, the Lord is my pastor, I shall not want. You can say that, and you can repeat it a hundred and a thousand times, but it's not going to happen as it should if, you, if we are not living in complete obedience to the Word of God. So that's the catch. That's the catch. That's the divine catch. Obedience. Abraham obeyed, and he had the provision. And, and um, Elijah obeyed, and there was the provision. So God's purpose was to feed. This is a super miracle. God's purpose was to feed his servant while hiding from King Ahab and Jezebel. And no one could betray Elijah to say where he was. Not even the ravens, who they, they didn't even talk to tell, him, to tell the king where he was. So there were these ravens that were considered, considered impure animals. They were impure, bringing him the provision that came from God. You know that God can use people who are not Christians to, 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 to bless us? There can be some people who don't, who don't even believe in God, but will come to you and God can use them to provide what you need. That can, ha that, that can happen, and it's happened many times. So he, he, he did this to show that he is a provider and he is a protector. And then after that, God sent him to the widow of Sarephat, which belongs to Sidon, or Sidon, Sidon in the foreign land. He sent it to a, a widow, a pagan widow. It, you know, he was eating uh, the meat and, 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 and the bread every day, and, but God just changed the way he was going to provide for his servant. Sent it to a widow, and she had uh, two jars. One jar had flour, and the other jar had oil. And God said through Elijah that there was not going to, that the, 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 the flour was going to, the jar with flour will not, how would you say it? I can't say. It was not going to huh? run out. It was not going to run out. And the jar with the oil was not going to run out either. And during the time that the duration of the draw, 
Every time she would just turn that over, she would put it back again. There was more flour in it. And God provided that food for his servant that way during that time. So God provides in multiform ways. Multiform means different ways. And in the midst of the great drought, God did not stop providing for his servant in the miraculous ways. So, in these difficult times, we have a God who provides. How many of us have a God who provides? I do. I don't know about you, but I do. Amen? In the missionary home in Honduras, in missionary homes we had in Honduras and Nicaragua, we could see that God would not fail to provide. Danny Morales, my pastor, he was uh, sharing yesterday that he was, uh, that was in the 70s, um, there were 14 people in the missionary home. Two of them were his daughters, and the rest were the missionaries, the adults. And one day, they were down to one can of beans. That was it. And he said, well, I'm going to prepare this can of beans for my two daughters. And us, the adults here, we're going to declare that this is a day of fasting. But when he was about to do that, he got a call. And uh, a lady of the church called Mariela, she said, Pastor Danny, I would like for you to come. I would like for you to, I would like to, for you, for me to feed you today. I would like to feed you today. He said, well, okay. Uh, but not only you and your family, I want to feed you and all the missionaries who are with you. Okay. What time should we go? No, no, no. I'm going there. I'm, I'm bringing the food to you. And that day, they had an overabundance of food. God bless them. I cannot forget one time in Nicaragua, in our missionary home, uh, that a family who were, they were unbelievers. They were not really serving the Lord, most of them. But these people were friends of ours. And one day, without warning, they just knocked the door and they came in and he said, we're bringing this for you. And they brought us plantains and a lot of stuff to eat. And they just put it there. They said, okay, bye-bye. And they left. During the war in Nicaragua, we, 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 we had 17 people in the missionary house. Seven of us with the children from Puerto Rico and 10 Nicaraguans. And during that time, um, the, during the war, it was for 40 days, there was no food coming, coming in Hinotega. And the city of Hinotega was running out of food. But you know something? During those days of the war and those people were at our home, we did not lack food. God provided us in a, such a way. Even a, a rich person of the town came to us begging us to sell him some of the rice we had. It was not everything we wanted to eat, but we never went to bed hungry. 
We, we even have a lady, uh, a lady or a person who had a, a farm that sent us a big can of lard. Uh, not, not artificial lard, but lard from, from pigs, you know. And I'll tell you something. Those gallo pintos that time were so delicious. Not healthy, not very healthy for you, but delicious. But that was what we had. There was no cooking oil in all the city. God provides. Amen? And this year, God will provide. And it doesn't matter if people start saying, oh, things financially are going bad, and this is happening, and, and, and there are people uh, going hungry. I will tell you something. God will not let you, his people, go hungry. Bill Gates can go hungry. All these rich people can go hungry. But God will not let his people go hungry. And even if it's little, a little bit of food, God will make that food. Um, um, how do you say? More than nutritious for you. Amen? He'll multiply. There's a... Uh, there was a missionary in China who was completely depending on God. His name was Hudson Taylor. And he would say that God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. And while this church is doing, and, 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 and LifeGate Church and Gateway Church and all the churches in all fellowship, these church, the, the, the churches in the fellowship as long as they're doing what God wants them to do, they will be like in the land of Goshen where there will be blessing, there will be abundance. Amen? The spirit of poverty will try to knock on your doors, but it won't come in. It won't come in. God will supply his people. God will supply their families. God will supply what is necessary to follow the projects and plans of God in the church. And I say this with conviction. Amen? I believe it. God will provide what you need to do in the church too. And there was a, a time when Elisha, the prophet Elisha, he had... Uh, about a hundred prophets with him. And then came this man to him uh, from a place called Baal Shalisha. And he brought the man of God, bread of first fruits, 20 loaves of barley bread, and newly ripened grain in his knapsack. And when he brought it to Elisha, Elisha said, okay, give it, give to the people so they can eat. The man said, but there are about a hundred here. Just 20 loaves of bread, that's not enough. And he said, the Lord has said, go and feed these people and there will be food left over. And this man, he started to give out the food, the, the, the bread to the, to the hundred prophets and there still was left over. Praise God. That's the hand of God. And the same hand of God who did that, and the same hand of Jesus who multiplied the fish and the loaves of bread is here today 
this morning here in this in the midst of this congregation. He's in the midst of his people. He's in the midst of the church. Amen? Once we had a convention uh, in our churches in Honduras, and a lot of people showed up. But I tell you, a lot of people showed up. And, and uh, Pastor Nehemiah, he had to feed all those people. And then Pastor Claudia, who's now in, 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 in heaven, she, uh, she said, don't worry, let me. I'll take it from here. And God used her in such a way she had, there was more than enough or there was enough food to feed all that multitude of people who showed up. And it, it didn't look like it was going to happen. But she was very wise in the way she distributed the food, but also I think that God multiplied that food right there. He is a God who provides. Amen? He provided in the past. He provides today, and he'll provide tomorrow. Amen? In, in, in my house, I, I see that miracle through Raina. Raina, I don't know what she does, but the money in our house is multiplied in the hands of Raina, my wife. I, I, I tell you, I see the money, I see the provision of God, but God makes that provision just multiply in Raina's hands. So, praise God for that. I think that God uses Raina to multiply and to bless. Let's go to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, verse 24. Matthew chapter 17, verse 24 till to uh, 27. Do we have it? Matthew 17. Okay. When they had come to Cap Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Jesus. To Peter, sorry, to Peter, and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, Yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, because Peter had not said anything, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons? Or from strangers? Peter said to him, from strangers. Then the sons are free. Jesus is the son of the owner of the temple. Jesus is the son of God. So he was exempt. But Jesus said, nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened his mouth, you will find the piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. You know that 
even though Jesus did, was not required to pay the tax because he was the son, he paid the taxes. You know, we should, we should be diligent in paying our taxes. You know that God provides also for that? And one thing, God provides any way he wants. Jesus would have made the money appear right there in his hands. Or Jesus could have taken stones and turned them into money. Or maybe Jesus would have had his father bring uh, uh, the money, just like it happened with me. But you know, he sent Peter out to fish. Peter had to go, had to work, had to go and fish it. And the first fish he got out, there was the money. It was, uh, they call it statero. Uh, it's uh, equivalent of four drachmas. And there was the, enough money to pay the temple tax. God still provides to pay taxes and basic services too. Amen? But we have to be good stewards with what God blesses us with. With God's provision. Sometimes when everything seems impossible, the ground is ready and set up for a miracle. So why did God do that miracle, that supernatural thing of putting that $10 bill and the $1 bill on my books? Humanly speaking, it doesn't like make sense. But God was teaching that he is a God who provides, that he will provide in our needs and he will still always provide our needs. When, and as long as we are on earth, God will provide everything we need. And he does it when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, through who or what he wants, and how much he wants to provide. Amen? In Puerto Rico, my pastor, Judy Roman, there was a moment in which she was in charge of the congregation. It was, at that time, we had 125. And we had missionaries in Honduras, Nicaragua, Guatemala, Venezuela, Israel, Nigeria, Greece, Spain, Brazil, Peru, and even in Miami. She was feeding more than 40 mouths, including the children, in the mission field. And not only that, money for the rent, for the water, for the electricity, and other expenses. That congregation and the congregation was the one that supported. We never ever sought other institutions to help us. No other, no other institution gave money for that. It came out from that congregation. And we had no rich people in our church. We had no super professionals in our house, that, our church, that would earn so much money. Just simple people. So God was being the divine provider. He supplied. He supplied. Amen? 
And God will provide if we will maintain ourselves faithful. The pandemic, this pande pandemic does not nullify the supplying power of God. Let me repeat that. The pandemic does not nullify the supplying power of God. Oh, yeah, COVID. COVID. So? So what? You think God's going to say, oh, it's COVID. I can't do anything. Uh-uh. Not our God. He's not scared of the COVID. He's a God who provides. And this year, 2021, Jehovah Jireh will continue to man manifest himself in our families and in our congregations. Look not at the Lord's provision, but at the Lord who gives the provision. I repeat that. Look not at the Lord's provision, but at the Lord who gives the provision, who provides. So, Pastor Lane, Pastor Ballard, pastors here, deacons, congregation, God will continue to provide. Father God, we thank you for this word. If we have lacked faith one moment or another, we ask you to forgive us, we repent. And this day, we will put our complete trust in you, Lord, no strings attached, and we will believe that you will provide for everything that we will need this year, 2021. Us, our families, and our congregations. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. May God bless you.